Hi everybody and welcome to Road Rage Radio and this is our first episode recorded here at uh, August 28 on a Saturday. So uh, Road Rage Radio is uh, pretty much a, a motoring talk show uh, featuring uh, three motoring uh, journalists. Uh, you have namely me, Nigo Rosses, and uh, of course my other co-hosts, Angela Puyat and JC Polido. Hello. Hi. Hey guys. So. Hey news. <laughs> First episode. <laughs> yep. And Let's get right to the nitty gritty and uh, go straight to the, the news. Um, so, what's happening in the world? Well, new yeah, car, foreign new news. Um, we got a lot of new cars. Interesting to to mention, and I think we want to focus on cars that will hit Philippine shores. Mm-hmm. One of which we're looking forward to is the Audi A7. Um, ah. You can think of this car as like their competitor for the CLS okay, and um, yeah. it's, a, it's a four-door uh, and the very sleek rather, looking uh, I mean Audi usually sticks to A4, A6, A8 it's usually even numbers this time we have a we have an odd number uh, well I mean there's the A5 the A3 that so uh, this correct this is I think blanks. this is in line with Audi's goal to come up with 35 um, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, 42 distinct body styles by 2015. So and the wait, A7. So you're going to have like an A42 or something? No, not really. Um, <laughs> variants. Okay. Like, the A7 is number 35 in terms of body uh, styles. Okay. So you'll have further diversifications with the A2, I think an upcoming A1. And um, well, basically, it's just diversifying their product line and. The A7 is proof of it. It's a four-seater, just like the CLS. And um, I think uh, the first offerings that we'll have, that they will have, come with a 2.8 or a 3-liter FSI gas engine. And accordingly, they'll offer a diesel, a 3-liter V6 that makes about 240 horsepower. Not bad for a diesel. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a lot. Now... What's interesting about this car is the shape. I mean, how is this different from the A8, for example, or the A6? And is it higher up than the... Or I guess we follow the numbering, right? So it's between the 6 this, and the 8. This car, practically, yeah, it, it slates between the A6 and the A8. The A6 will be due for a replacement next year. And the A7 is like a precursor of how it's going to look. It's very sleek. It looks, you know, looks fast standing still. Of course, it has the frameless grille, the big grille up front, the LED lights. But overall, it's a very sleek package from Audi. I think in terms of design, they're very, you know, up there in, in the market. So um, are we going to expect like a Quattro version of... Of course, I think uh, Quattro will be standard for, uh, I think, all models. Since this is a premium offering, it's, it's not... Uh, what you would expect uh, normal car buyers to go for, as mm-hmm. is this is slotted more expensively than the others. It's called here the A7 Sportback. Is Sportback going to be part of the name, or are they just using that now to describe? I the think shape? so. I think they would want to hype in on the Sportback moniker just to differentiate it from the normal sedans. So when you say Sportback, you're more for the driving experience and the practicality. <coughs> mm-hmm. And is this a real lift gate? Is it a real fast back? Yes. I mean, you can lift the whole tail? 
Yes, that's how you're gonna access the trunk. Pretty much, it has a. Yeah, it has a lift back. Mm, a lot of space, actually, from the small photos that um, are are released so far. Um, mm -hmm. I think you can squeeze in about one thousand three hundred ninety liters of luggage. Yeah, that that seems like so, a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, form wise, it, it, it definitely back, looks sexy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are moving towards the sport back um, shape. I mean, in terms of luxury sedans, I mean, you got you got the the sports car makers delving into sedans now, like like Maserati, and then of course the Porsche Panamera. Porsche, yeah. So this is clearly right. influenced it looks by that more move. Luxurious. Yeah, it, it like I said, it looks more luxurious than a normal sedan. It's more distinct when you see it drive down the road. So. Um, yeah, people looking for an upscale, premium-looking car are, are are shifting into the sportback body types. Yeah, they'll be one to look for. And, uh, well, another interesting um, bit of news here is the Ford Explorer. Um, for for the Philippine market, Ford has actually kind of died down on on this particular vehicle. Of course, mm -hmm. um, several years ago, the the Ford Explorer had some bad publicity with the Firestone tires exploding and being ah, a yes. big safety issue and um this new one is uh well from from the sneak previews it looks it it has a new ford it looks like the cube that we call it the ford cube the the edge oh sorry the edge yes it it has that um close semblance to the edge yeah they yeah. the um i think they call it the three bar grill uh Basically, these, these three, exactly. these, yeah, that span across the, the grill. There are very small gaps in between, but um, apparently that this is the new look that Ford's going for, right? So I guess we can see the yeah, other models to follow. Well, the Expedition already has a bit of it, I think. So I guess this and is the new look. And one notable thing to, yeah, to talk about this car is it features Ford's EcoBoost engine. And um, they promise about a 30% savings on fuel. So it's something these car... American car makers are hoping to hype on, you know, they, they've gotten flack about poor fuel yeah. economy performance and it's one of the things they want to build on with, with these new vehicles. Although the, the boost in the name is a little bit misleading. I mean, people could think this is some sort of curse system, you know, you, you got like a, a nitro button right there to <laughs> give you some... <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's more like how... Um, Mercedes hypes on um, blue efficiency, and uh, BMW calls there's um, something dynamics. Efficient um, dynamics. Ford's version, efficient dynamics. Ford's um, version is just EcoBoost. It's called that because, um, well, it sounds green, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess they don't wanna they the don't wanna kind of make the mistake. Yeah, going with green mess. It's, it means it's less fun. Um, um. EcoBoost. Basically, yeah, does that gives you good performance for less less uh, fuel consumption? Yeah, but I think what they're pointing out with the EcoBoost is is more of the lower emissions, um, the efficiency of the engine itself. I mean, um, last I heard was instead of putting in V8s like with the with the Mustang, um, they're mm -hmm. putting a V6 EcoBoost on it instead. So. Um, somewhat retaining the same power, but still having 
um, with green cylinders. Correct. Yeah, green. green Correct. This green one is um, they're putting in a two-liter EcoBoost engine, which is smaller. Um, typically, you don't see a four-cylinder in in the Ford yeah, SUVs. You know. Mm-hmm. So they're well, the smaller really... ones, yes, but not an Explorer size. You're right. Right. So. I think it's a step in the right direction. The car looks mm-hmm. good. It looks more upscale than the outgoing model. And um, spearheading the spec chart is, of course, a more efficient engine. I think it's a step in the right direction, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, like- look yeah. But what's the likelihood that it's actually coming here? I mean, well, I guess we have the, the well, old think- explorers, but yeah. I think the market for SUVs is still pretty lucrative in, in the local market. You have a lot of offerings from the Asian car makers. Um, and particularly with specifically Ford. I mean, the- SUVs are, are still their, their core competency when you think about it. I mean, it's what they're known for. You say Ford, the first thing that yes, comes to mind yeah. is an expedition. pickups. But yes, you see the backlash that's come with that in recent years. I think they've had to rebrand there's themselves a bit and um, like you said yeah SUVs are still synonymous with Ford but they gotta you know move um, their products green you know to, to to the green side to make them more appealing to consumers right so yeah yeah so props to Ford yeah well okay yeah props to Ford um well the more exciting side of, of uh, the news is of course the uh, Ferrari 458 Challenge. As you know, uh, this is Ferrari's newest, if you can say Mm -hmm. entry level in terms of Ferraris. This is their newest entry level offering, the 458. And the Challenge is um, like in the 360 and the 430, their competition Mm -hmm, model. Challenge Stradal, right? CS. For the previous model, yes. But this one is only going to be called the 458 Challenge. Challenge. It has ah, the 4.5-liter okay. V8, um, unmodified, of course, because it's already making 562 horsepower. So <laughs> you don't need much more than that. So what's the difference? Um, uh, lighter, lighter. Okay, the, the changes for this car, of course, is uh, a tweaked dual clutch box, so it shifts faster. Um, wow. They had to do some lightening on the bodywork, so they fit in some thinner body panels. They replaced the glass with lighter Lexan material. And it's also lowered by about 30 millimeters to give it more uh, more direct handling for the racetrack. Okay. So can buyers of this car expect uh, a more Spartan uh, 458? So minus the, the stereo, for example, minus the, the luxury appointments? Well... well yeah, coming in from, terms of um, creature comforts, yes, you know you won't have the sound deadening devices, you won't have carpet, you won't have air conditioning. After all, this is a race car um, mm-hmm. that I think is good for the street. So you're yeah. you're really putting a performance at a premium here. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. going or, back. Or, yeah, you're. Yeah, going back with other uh, with older Challenge Ferraris. I guess you you expect that expect that kind of Spartanish treatment. Yeah, but but yeah. Spartanish. Yeah, yeah, but at least you get the perform more performance than well the regular four five eight. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, given the fact that, you know, you, you buy one of these, you you probably have more than enough finances to put it on a truck and take it in a trap <laughs> than drive it yourself. Well, right? That's true. Well, <laughs> this will really be used for competition. So, you know, people really won't mind spending for it. Well, that's true. But, well, according to the site, jalopnik.com, um, mm-hmm. there's... Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? There seems to be an issue with the 458 Italia. Um, remember, um, there was a news a couple of years back where mm-hmm. uh, Ferraris were... Um, the flaming yeah, Ferraris? The flaming Ferraris. Is that correct? Which is Quite literally. Yeah, literally. Literally. So apparently, the 458 is doing the same thing, um, according to the site. Oh, no. Yeah, according to the site, there have been four fires in two months. So that, okay, that, that's, that's and if you see the photo, it it really looks pretty bad. Um, the fire originated from the engine bay yeah, and it looks like engulfed practically the whole rear end. Yeah, um, I guess what was the cost before with the with the four thirties? I think it was old fuel. The four thirty. Well, for the, the one line. that um. Happened locally, yes. Uh, I think it originated from the exhaust system as part of a leak somewhere, and the fire just grew. And yeah, um, maybe it's the same thing here. the The news item does not confirm or uh, specify how the fire originated, but it looks pretty bad. Yeah, and it says also from the site that uh, well, the company is currently investigating the particular incidents. In which vehicles they have, yeah, they have apparently been involved in vehicle fire. Uh, to think about the rarity of the cars uh, with four fires in two months, uh, that's that's a pretty big issue for them. Yeah, that's that's that quite a lot already, <laughs> considering the car only sends a, sells a handful. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, I hope the next one is a lot better. <laughs> or, well, the but challenge, course- they, 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 should, they could have solved it. Yeah, and Ferrari still mm-hmm. confirming whether it's driver error or or the car itself. Yeah, that's well. Why? Um, because the with the with the local one, there was news or at least rumors that maybe the Ferraris were modified. That's why. That's why they had the the, the fire. fire was caused. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you think. Maybe. Well, with the four five eight, yeah, with with the four five eight challenge, aside from being the first challenge car with traction control, I think it's gonna come with a uh, fire extinguisher, so <laughs> it's gonna work to their advantage <laughs> if that thing should arise. Yeah. So there. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, let's hope they <laughs> well, sort it out. Otherwise, talk- yeah, you know. Since we're talking about Ferrari, I. I I think it would be a good time to shift to local news and uh, mm-hmm. Shell, one of the biggest yep. um, partners, the partners of yeah. partners of Ferrari, uh, just recently launched their uh, V-powered diesel line. Um, this one is geared for more high-performance diesel engines. Um, and most likely the common rail, common rail diesel engines, and um, it's really made for uh, diesel engines to reach their maximum potential because uh, there is that stigma with local diesel fuel that they're dirty and not really the best, you know, when it comes there's, to... There's high sulfur diesel. content, supposedly, which uh, 
which is uh, not not so good for uh, the common rail turbo diesel engines. But with the older diesels, that's why you have the uh, black it, smoke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, it's not so, uh, just the black. It's a lot of things that could contribute to that black smoke. But I mean, uh, of course, the, the 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 fuel doesn't burn as desired when there's some sulfur content. Whereas this V-power diesel, I believe, is uh, has significantly lower sulfur content. But of course, it's also more expensive, if I remember. I think it's about uh, it is. two it's, to three it's pesos more. Pesos. Oh, yes, wow. four pesos more than their uh, regular dieseline ultra um, diesel line. Yikes. And, uh, yeah, you're paying a premium, but um, like Shell would like to harp on uh, how the Audi R10 TDI winning Le Mans uh, car is powered by uh, Shell V-Power diesel. So this is proven in competition, and I think um, people who drive diesel cars can count on the same performance if, if they do. Well, especially when like compact cars come in diesel form. Uh, we're talking about the Focus diesel, um, the, the, Hyundai, the Hyundai compacts that also come in diesels. So mm-hmm. these, uh-huh. these common rail engines are, are, are much more sensitive. I mean, first of all, the common rail in the engine itself. I mean, that's a. I mean, we, we've all seen that, right? It, it's a very s- s- small tube, <laughs> and any any contaminants mm-hmm. there could easily clog that. So. So, you know, it definitely needs a, a cleaner and a higher quality diesel for sure. Well, aside from it being right. clean, does it also uh, give more power to the engine? Does it provide more performance? Or Well, according to the news report, um, the Petron turbo diesel promotes complete combustion, cleans fuel injectors, reduces engine noise, and improves cold start performance. Um, it also protects against engine corrosion. So I think it won't necessarily give you a horsepower boost, but just make the most out of your engine. You know, you, you will definitely maximize what your engine was built for. Oh, well, that, that's good. Oh, wait, wait. It says here there's a higher cetane index. I guess that's the octane for diesel, right? So uh, supposedly, it, uh, well, judging by what octane is, it's it's the resistance to spontaneously combust. So I guess the same for Setane as well. So if it's got a higher setting intake, yeah, yeah, it's less likely yeah. to uh, have premature ignition. I guess worth mentioning also is uh, Petron, one of uh, the big three oil producers in the country, also mm-hmm. released their turbo diesel. So I guess uh, it's it's a new trend in the country that uh, the oil manufacturers are giving customers a more premium diesel line for their more premium diesel-powered cars. Yeah, so is this comparable, like, to the diesel gas, to the diesels of, say, in Europe, which have well? Well, I I still would believe that um, fuels abroad are refined cleaner than what we have, but well, this is a step up, definitely. Be, yes, yes, and I think it's an indication from the the fuel brands that you know they're acknowledging that there are more people adopting diesel. I mean, for them to make a drastic move like this, obviously the numbers of of diesel cars have increased. Uh huh. Of course. Um, especially after fuel prices hiked uh, a few years ago, um, yeah. people have been more conscious with what they drive, and diesels are just proving more economical than than gas-powered cars. 
and of course with the new technology now it it you know it increases that gap yeah I know, I know. I remember the days when diesels were frowned upon because they were so noisy and, um, you know, they were a lot slower than their gas engine counterparts. But now, the new CRDI vehicles are pretty fun. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we, 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 we actually enjoy the, the diesel sedans, actually. They, they make great uh, track cars. <laughs> <laughs> Good acceleration from all that torque, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots, loads of it. All right. So what's next right, in the um, news? Any any other news bits, guys? Uh well, um, MMD8 issued uh, updated guidelines for their number schemes. Uh, I remember, I, I think a couple of weeks back, there was a. Yeah, for all our listeners, MMD8 is a Metro. Metropolitan uh, Manila Development Authority. Metro Manila Development Authority, and. Um, yeah, those are basically the guys in blue and traffic, right? The number code yeah, is one of their unified vehicular volume reduction program. Yeah. Um. Well, they just updated their their number coding scheme, which is policy with regards to that. Yeah. Um. Base. It's basically this. Pretty much the same. So, uh, Monday to Fridays they'll have 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um. There is a win a window. <clears throat> when a set hour from ten to three, where um, uh, cars with that aren't supposed to be running that day can go can go out. So, so what's so new with this new um, program? Uh, well, according to the news, not much. It just reiterates what's reiterate. It clarifies a yeah, lot of it, questions because the trouble with coding is. You know, there there's so many there's so many exemptions. There's so many windows. There's so many places that uh, don't implement coding. There are certain roads that are immune from coding. So yeah. in a way, this is to put all those questions to rest. Yeah, and I remember like okay. a couple of a couple of weeks back, there was a Twitter news that uh, MMDA said said that uh, the window hour from ten to three has been. Uh, has been closed. Uh, apparently, they they replied that it wasn't. So I guess this this news does clarify that. Um, so that's good for that's good news for motorists yes. because um, especially even if their car is not allowed to travel on a certain day, at least, least they still have, have that grace period. Ten to three p.m. Yeah, grace period. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there are some cities who don't uh, allow this window of uh, opportunity, if you may. And yeah. these are Marikina, no, Tilupa. Uh, Makati, Malabon, and Las Piñas don't have window hours. Uh-huh. Uh, Marikina, Muntinlupa, Tagig, and Paranaque, uh, they don't implement oh, the, numbers, the, the number coding. So, um, so you can be in these cities all day, every day. You won't yeah. be caught. Uh-huh. Uh, although uh-huh. Pasig City um, increased their grace period from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So there's that, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll read it from here. The number coding scheme is in effect in Caloocan, Mandaluyong, Manila, Navotas, Pateros, Quezon City, San Juan, and Valenzuela. Window hours from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and then, Inigo, you were uh, talking with uh, Tito Hermoso about... Yes, another colleague yeah. of ours. Um, 
because uh, another exemption in the coding scheme is the the route to the airport. Basically, uh, what the rule states is uh, all of the main roads leading to the airport are coding free. So, uh-huh. so uh, that means uh, wherever these roads pass, regardless of what city they're in, uh, it is coding free. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, they will okay, have so... all the wind hours regardless of the city. Yeah. So that means you have C5, you have Josdado uh, Makapagal Avenue, and Rojas Boulevard. All have the window hours regardless of what city it is. So let's say you have to um, head to the airport um, to pick up someone, to bring someone to the airport. You can you can take these routes. During the um, window hour. If, during the window hour on the coding day, and you, you will not get caught. So even if it's EDSA right. and it's through Makati, so long as you don't go into Makati, you don't stray away from EDSA, right. you're going to be... F- mm-hmm. And of course, right. uh, another and part of course, is yeah. you know, the airport route. No, I mean, it's it's very important. Of course, the country is trying to promote tourism. And so what what happened is the, the route to the airport, all three terminals, they are coding free. So long as you don't stray from those main roads, sure, right. you, you, you take the airport road, you go to terminal one, two, or three. So long as you're within those main roads, and then when you exit, you go either to EDSA or to C5, uh, it will be coding free. You you won't get caught. Okay. Okay. So, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that clarifies a lot of things, and um, yeah, and it's very helpful for for us motorists, um, especially those with one cars that can't afford another car for just for number <laughs> coding. True. True. Yeah. I well, mean, it, it, it's I think at this point, yeah, everyone has two cars each. Yeah, just so you can <laughs> use something during when you're when one of the cars is is number coding. All right. So. So I think yeah. at this point we want to get to the meat of the matter, boys. Yes. Last weekend, we had the uh, what do you the call third, the pimps? Um, yeah. Pimps. So that stands for the Chamber of Automotive Manufacturers of the Philippines. And PIMS is the Philippine Campy. International Motor Show. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the third year that they've been running it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and of course, uh, it's it's bigger and better like the last. Um, I think they follow a two year a two year gap, just like Tokyo Motor Show. So every every other year you have oh, a, a PIMS. every other year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the last one was two okay, years ago. So... And yeah, and held at World Trade Center um, from from the Thursday to Friday, uh, Thursday to Sunday, I believe. Yeah. So, so there, we, we have so okay. What was what was group. big about this new show? I mean, I, I heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, maybe you'd want to talk us through. Well, mm-hmm. in Igor and I were there. Uh, went during on Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, first off, I think. Uh, you know the the caliber of the presentations of the the pavilions. Um, they they've made huge leaps. You know in terms of presentation, in terms of of styling of the pavilions. I mean it's really comparable to international motor shows. So you know oh, we've, uh, the brands have really stepped up. You know it's it's amazing, especially the presentations. I mean that just gives you an idea of of the huge budgets these guys had, and you know well, what they were willing to. Mm-hmm. If we're, when yeah, uh, since we're talking program. about budgets, I mean Kia had. Two tigers in their presentation, right? Yeah, two large tigers, two large live tigers. Are which, you um, serious? They actually put two live tigers in the show? 
two live tigers. Um, they were brought in from Zubik Safari, uh, the tiger safari there in Zubik. And um, basically, the the point of the tigers was, um, well, for one, it's a it's a tiger year, and um, I guess in a way to hint <laughs> that Kia is one of the tiger brands. And then um, it's also an important part of their styling, of their design language. Uh, the new cars are supposed to have a a tiger nose grill. So to stress that mm-hmm. point, they brought in live tigers. Yeah. Oh, so of course these tigers no were running. No children were eaten during the event, huh? Oh no, they weren't running around free. No. They were they were contained. <laughs> yeah, it was an uh, circular glass casing around the Kia Cadenza sedan, the the new sedan that they have. It's a it's pretty much a, a Camry and Accord fighter. You know, it same size, um, same size of mm-hmm. engine. You can expect the same levels of luxury. With the tiger's tiger nose grill. Mm-hmm. Okay, explain it, that. What is a tiger nose grill? Um, it's pointy, oh, well, as I can see from the grill. <laughs> well, the best example is to look at a picture of the Cadenza. So, um, I mean, a lot of the manufacturers use a, a five-point grill. So, it sort of looks like a pentagon uh-huh. in a way. Uh, stretched, of course, widened to, to, to really look like a grill. And... Again, like they said, all the Kia cars in the future by, I think, around 2012 or 2014 are supposed to have this new Tiger nose grill. Okay, so, so it's similar to uh, other manufacturers which have a defining point in, in defining. the design. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, uh, of course, you know, BMW has the kidney grill and then Ford has the three-bar grill. So in a way, this is their, uh, yeah. this is their family look. Mm-hmm. So all of their cars are going to look what? like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the unfortunate yeah. thing, is it's, it's... they had the cadenzas there, uh, but of course there's no real word on whether it's coming in or, you know, they just brought it in for show purposes. According to them, it's for, uh, it's, the, they brought in the car to evaluate the reactions of the the visitors, which more or mm-hmm. less gives them a an idea of whether the car will be profitable to bring in or not. I guess it's also good branding for Kia since. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Korean makers have been making leaps in the local market. Um, Kia being one and Hyundai being the other. So yes, I guess more and than anything, of, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Hyundai, I mean, um, that's another group that had an amazing presentation. I mean, these guys. Okay. Um, if you'll notice, actually, a lot of the uh, the brands uh, alluded to pop culture. Kia, for example, obviously had the Tigers. They also had. You know, dancers dressed up like like the Cats musical, uh, with with tiger costumes and everything. So Hyundai, by contrast, um, their theme was Avatar. So uh, <laughs> you can imagine right. you have dancers dressed up like the uh, like the Navi, <laughs> all in blue, complete with the tails and the ponytails. And um, mm-hmm. aside from that, uh, they had performers as well. They had um, the international Broadway star Leia Salonga. You had uh, the Point prima down. ballerina Lisa Mapuja Elizalde, um, Charlie Green, also an international singing sensation, and of course uh, they were accompanied. They were accompanied by the Philharmonica, conducted by Maestro Gerard Zalonga, who's uh, Leia's brother. Wow! So and of course, okay. there's the presentation. So the Kia AVP. went with the tigers. The AVP Kia the went tree. with the jungle treat. Um, Hyundai obviously Refined. went with a big, uh, big name artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. But what really. did they have on hand? I mean, we're talking about cars here. We're not talking about a celebrity show. Ah, yeah, um, 
Hyundai brought in the the iX Metro. Um, of course, abroad Hyundai uses Met- the iX nomenclature for all their cars. So the iX Metro is basically a concept car. It's um okay. You know, it's hard to describe Cross because it straddles pricing. a lot of niches. Yeah, it's a crossover compact SUV. So so it's basically everything yeah. and <laughs> yeah in a small it, package. I hate um well I hate to compare them to this, but it's it's a bit like a Jimny. You know, it's a it's a really small car, a small off roader. Yeah. <coughs> crossover actually. Oh. Um. So. Is it smaller than the very popular Hyundai uh, Tucson, which? It's, it's, it's one of smaller. the more, more attractive yes. vehicles out in the market now. You know, I think it's I can smaller. compare it to the Kia Soul. Am I right? Uh, it's it's okay. about the same size. Yeah, it, it's sort of that kind of niche-busting form. You know, it's it's a bit of uh-huh. an SUV, a bit of a an MPV. It's it's a bit of a, a a compact hatch. It's it's hard to describe, really. I mean, the car had 20-inch what wheels. What engine did they put in it? It's a hybrid. Oh, um, okay. There we go. Not hybrid. how big the engine is, but you know, gasoline electric hybrid, of course. So mm-hmm. it's fuel efficient. It can go pretty much anywhere. <laughs> well, it's all wheel drive. Um, that's also not quite clear. Of course, it's still a concept. So you know, a lot of these details are being are being refined. I mean, the car's pretty much a mock-up first. You know? um, I'm not sure if it's a working uh-huh. prototype. Well, we have to mention also that um, this year's uh, PIMS is the the theme is going green, so most of the cars are uh, lesser emissions or with the with the concept cars having hybrid hybrid engines. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of showbiz, if if, if you guys saw Inception, one of uh, <laughs> the highlights of the movie was the Hyundai Sonata. Is that right? Yeah. They uh-huh. were cruising in the Hyundai Sonata, right? So was that actually, car also? Yes, the Hyundai Sonata was also there. Um, actually, uh, most of Hyundai's top sellers were there. The Sonata, the Santa Fe, the Tucson, the Genesis Coupe. So all the cars were there um, in the pavilion that was decorated like the spiral plants from Avatar. <laughs> um, How and would you some compare of them the Sonata with the, with the Cadenza? Um, they're they're I mean, they're pretty much fighting pretty the much same, similar inside. They're fighting they're pretty much the same battleground. The Cadenza is it seems to be targeting the Accord because the choice of engines are pretty similar. The Cadenza sold abroad comes with a two point four liter, two point seven liter, and a three point five liter. So right. I mean with those engine specs it's it's clearly targeting the Accord in Camry. Mm-hmm. The Sonata these, for now these cars has both are front wheel drive, huh? Yes, front-wheel drive executive sedans, very, very plush, full of amenities, and you know mm-hmm. the Sonata, as some people have seen, is is already pretty, uh, pretty decked out with stuff. With, I with like it. I, I like how the car looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Cadenza, Definitely I guess, the, the, is a little bit more conservative styling-wise compared to the Sonata. I agree. Does it have that right. um, see-through roof also, or? No, it had a more conventional steel roof with sunroof, of course. Uh, <coughs> no, no panoramic uh, moonroof like the Sonata has. Okay. Well, other and Asian the... manufacturers were there. I yeah. think Toyota had a also new offering. 
Yeah. Um, first of all, their concept car was the Hybrid X. So um, supposedly, it's what the future uh, hybrid cars they'll create will look like, which is, you know, pretty much the aerodynamic wedge. It's also a the car also has, you know, um, sensory treats like um, it's got a built-in um, perfume sprayer, basically to enhance the mood of driving. Uh huh. So and what, the other cars were the uh, Alphard and the the new Corolla Altis. Not wholly new. It's a it's a minor change. They changed the lights, the the grill, and they've um, made modifications to the to the engine as well as the transmission. You mentioned the Alphard. Okay, so, so what's what's the Alphard? The Alphard is basically a more premium Previa. So um, ah. it's a it's a minivan. Um, this one has a has a nose, whereas the previous is sort of like a. It's a, I mean, the previa looks more like a bullet train compared to this. The Alphard, um, it, it's supposed to be higher up on the rung, uh, more luxurious features. It's priced at around two point four million, I believe. So, definitely oh, a more wow. premium. Mm-hmm. So how how much is it compared to the? Previa. I mean, are they still going to sell but the it looks, Previa? The Alphard is, I think, a bigger van than the Previa. Am I correct? Oh, wait. Sorry. The Previa is, is, is 2.4 already, right? Uh, I think the Alphard would be a bit more. Uh, around so like 2.6 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same size. It's, it's not gonna bigger, be... actually. <coughs> okay. And this thing is going to be sold locally? Is that confirmed or...? Yes, Not the Alphard will be sold locally. Okay. Um, it's it's so, actually already available. Oh, okay. So two up. new products to look forward to from Toyota. The, the, the facelifted yeah. Altis yeah, and uh, the Toyota Alphard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from Asians, should we move on to Americans? Oh, um, I think Chevrolet. Mitsubishi with the new AS. Right. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the yes, new yes. crossover vehicle from Mitsubishi. Yeah. Uh, so now, is it of course is the, it safe to say this? Yeah, this car is like a Lancer on on stilts, or. Um, in a way, yes. It's it's based on the Lancer platform. It's it's got that Lancer face. And uh, basically, uh-huh. it's uh, they call it an active sporting crossover. That's what ASX stands for. So it's it's pretty much um. Sort of an MPV wagon. Abroad, you see the the ASX is called the RVR, so that should give you a better in, idea in of what the Japan. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So locally, you can I, compare it to to like the space wagon before. Am I right? Um, sort of the the four wheel drive space wagon. Uh, you know that that version that was imported um through the gray market. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some RVR yes. before. This is pretty much the newer generation. So two liter engine with um with a all wheel drive. So it's a it's a very capable car with a smaller size. I guess in a way it it will sort of replace the um uh what car is that? Outlander. Their Outlander. Is yeah. it going to replace it, it will, or Well, uh from what I heard the uh the Outlander and the Grandis will be taken out of the lineup. Oh so this so it is really? its place, yeah. Well, in a sense, oh, it's... that's sad because I really like the Outlander. I mean, that car yeah, was yeah. fun. I mean, it's an amazing car. Yeah, uh, I guess in a way. But aren't they car... bringing in the new Outlander? There's a new one already sold um, in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, I guess that's 
actually a reface of the old Outlander. They just uh, put in the the Lancer lights, the Lancer yeah. face, you know, that distinct and look. The grill. Mm-hmm. So they're not um, selling I, the so Outlander see, anymore. Then the new one, they're they're gonna replace it now, with the ASX. For now, Outlander in the Mitsubishi lineup. So I mean, this is not no. to say that they're in the future, but for now at least, it's taken out. And um, what is available is this ASX. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I guess it is mixing the Outlander and the Grandis. I mean, with the size, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's smack in the middle of both cars. Ah, well, it's not as long as the Grandis. Um, and it's not as it, high as the uh, Outlander. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, in a way it's... Um, well, it's Mitsubishi's answer to what the Forester used to be. I mean, Forester's now a... a well, yeah, that, that's actually a good comparison for that. The, the but I mean, the Forester. If you remember, yeah, it was a low, it was a low wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough clearance for off-roading. And of course, the other things Mitsubishi had was they had a a Lancer EX Turbo rally car from the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, I guess the oh, a classic, the classic. Yeah. It is, and an, then they had it's an actual rally car. I think yeah. um, they actually <laughs> raced it internationally. Mm-hmm. The interesting part is, is you, you can the see white how. One? I think it was the one with cream. the big seven on the side. Yeah, it was that uh-huh. box type lamp. Yeah, yeah, the box type. Mm-hmm. Okay. The interesting part is it it had the the um, the blood type along with the name of the driver and the nationality on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something. Was we don't it a see Filipino anymore. driver that, that <laughs> competed it or? <laughs> um, I can't. Finish. I think it. Yeah, it was Finnish. Yeah. And of course, Mitsubishi also had the IMEA plug-in. We've seen that in motor shows before. And they had a, a Canter FEV hybrid, hybrid truck. So it's a diesel-electric hybrid for a change. So, you know, this is... How I big guess, is the truck? It's a light truck. Six-wheeler? Uh, six, yeah. Oh, not okay. That, mm-hmm. um, not to sale, of course, but, you know, clearly Mitsubishi is making some inroads in, in as far as hybrid trucks are concerned. Something we haven't seen from right. the other brands. Right, and then we move on to to Universal Motors and um, NMPI, so Nissan, Nissan SUVs and Nissan cars. Nissan cars yeah. brought in the Tiana, the new Tiana. Of course, we've we've seen this Tiana before. before. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was delayed, wasn't it? Um, they were supposed <coughs> to bring it out like two years ago, but they held yeah. it up for some reason. Pretty much so like what the they're offering X. now is is pretty much unchanged. This is the Tayana that we test drove a um, couple of years ago. No, no, it's a newer version, but of course it's been out okay. in the states for some years now already. Out in the states, out in Europe, so um, it's not really a, you know a preview. I mean, it's something we've that's already you know really available for research on the web, right? You can see it there. Has the QG series mm-hmm. engine, three point five liter, I believe. Front wheel drive comes with you know a lot of nice features like a a rear parking camera, and then of course uh, with well, what I what I remember most with the Tiana is the back seat was the best place to be in if if you had oh, this definitely. car because yeah it's really spacious and the ride was exemplary the ride. You know? mm-hmm. very cushy ride. I hope the way with this new model the um, driving it would be you know. Also more interesting to make it a more appealing uh, vehicle. 
Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully with the with the larger larger new engine, uh, it will be. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And we move to the and other Nissan. Nissan? Yeah, yeah, Universal moves. Um, of course, they had the Patrol Royale, the Murano Z51 cars. They've already launched earlier in the year. Yeah, but yes, I remember the Patrol making big waves because uh, it, it is a pretty expensive SUV, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, at the um, was it 5.4 million? I think. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that's that practically uh, in in what uh, X5 territory, isn't it? And yes, it is. Over five uh, million pesos. Yeah. They're clearly going for luxury. So, um, of course, you know, uh, the car comes with lots of features like uh, active um, active electronic damping control, um, the usual traction control, hill start assist, um, hill descent control. Stability control and all that. Well, I don't know, and, man. Uh, Even if the, I'll only pay five million if the car flew. <laughs> I mean, it's a Nissan. <laughs> at that five million, I can practically get a slightly used Cayenne. So, I think yeah, they're, yeah. it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, again, uh, they're still hedging their bets. Now that that uh, the car's features will more than you know justify the price. Then again, so we'll if see. Nissan is listening, I, I love a test drive, so just give me a call and I won't say no to that. Well, at least to, I know, to prove you wrong, that it's mm-hmm. actually worth that $5 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, a test drive. <laughs> so, um, What other things? Yeah, we have we the can... Sentra. Yeah, the new Sentra is there. Uh, the X-Trail is there also. But um, let's uh, round up the, the PIMS display first. Okay. Before we delve into some test drives, we can move over to the yeah, American so, brands like uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet, for example. I... Mm-hmm. Star power there too. They got Ryan Agoncillo there as their new uh, endorser. endorser for the uh, course, Cruise. Was it? I think what for those who guys don't know, like Ryan, Ryan Agoncillo is a local celebrity who competes in the local drifting um, local drifting scene. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I think, the new endorser of uh, the Chevrolet Cruze. Yes. Yes, yes. So we got a, a car enthusiast celebrity. And speaking of yeah. Chevrolet, I mean, mm-hmm. there's they also had the Spark there and the, the new Camaro. I mean, what brought us really to that booth <laughs> is the Camaro. That's true. <laughs> of course, the yellow one, Lovely. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And of course, they had the Spark. Um, I think people will remember this from Transformers. It was... It was Skids, I think. The, the, yeah, one the of the twins. twins. Yeah, one of the twins. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. two annoying so, little cars. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't bring in the beat. It was just the Spark. So the Spark. Um, okay. Well, it's got that new Chevy look. Looks a lot like the Cruze. But again, you know, um, we're not sure if they're bringing this in for sure or, you know, it's. The it's Spark there is smaller than the than the Honda Jazz. Is that, is that the segment yeah, it, that it's slotted into? <clears throat> it's a it's um it's a micro compact um more along the lines of a of a Kia Picanto Hyundai i10 okay it's it's so you can really see Chevy is is downsizing for our Philippine market um mm-hmm. they had three small cars no SUVs mm, ah no. the new Suburban of course it was there uh, it was there oh yeah and well they were, yeah mostly more sedans and compact cars 
Okay, well, speaking of imported um, automobiles, I'm very excited about the Volvo S60. How did that look like? Ah, that is uh, that is gorgeous. Actually, it looks a lot like the XC60 SUV. So it had those okay. vertical oh, lights really? on the side of the wheel. Yeah. It looks good. It's smoother. I mean, you can't say that Volvos are boxy anymore after after these cars. They, oh, they yeah. look amazing. I mean, I think after the... After the C30, Volvo definitely is is a more um, dynamic brand. Mm-hmm. And the the XC the the S60, sorry, comes with some new safety features as well. <coughs> of course, you remember the Volvo. XC60? Uh... Yes, always pioneers of these safety systems. The XC60 came with a city safety system, which um, provided you're traveling under 30 kilometers. Um, and it, it detects that the car in front of you has stopped, and you haven't applied the brake, it will apply the brake for you. The newest system is yeah, the so pedestrian. Yeah, so this car literally stops on its own, right? Yeah. And they've added to that with the S60. It comes with pedestrian detection system. And uh, this car searches the front of the car for pedestrians, of course. And if it detects something, it signals the driver. And if there's no response until it's you know the last possible second, it will apply the brake. At speeds above 35 kilometers. Feature, oh, yeah. This feature is good for how, um, how fast? 35? 35 kilometers above 30 per hour. And a... Now, of course, you know, when, you, when you're hitting 40 to 50, um, it can't guarantee you know, pe- no pedestrian fatalities, yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll just put best to stop the car. But I think 35 to 40, um, it, um, it can uh, probably prevent some you know pedestrian collisions which is a good of course, thing of course like um volvo was saying most of the accidents happen in the city at low speed. Uh, yes at low speed mm-hmm. but okay how how does is is the car bigger than the old one is it more of a five series competitor now or um well um i mean it... judging from the appearance it it still looks the same size not that much bigger i think you know it probably grows a few millimeters but I wouldn't say it's a five series competitor just yet. <coughs> yeah, actually, Volvo from the photos, different direction. They they've different um, direction. they've installed a, yeah they've installed um, a V six twin turbo and it comes with all wheel oh, drive nice. for the top of the line. Yeah. All right. So FF, it looks like this guy is heading towards, you know, the sports sedans like um, you know Audi, uh, Subaru, yeah. uh, Evo. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Which well, I don't sort of reinforce the just thought yet. Of the I mean, remember we were comparing the S60 T5 back then in 2005, 2006, 2000, yeah, to the Impreza STI and the the Evo. So back then it made about 230 horsepower. Okay, maybe the WRX. And, WRX you know, the car was, and the uh, Rally Art, yeah. probably the Lancer Rally yeah. Art. Yeah. And the car was fast. Um, you know, the, this XC60 with twin turbo, V6, uh, plus all-wheel drive. I mean, you know, that definitely makes the Volvo way more exciting than it used to be. Sure, sure. Speaking of exciting cars, um, I guess the most exciting car out there was the Mercedes SLS. Yes, yes they the unveiled it. Mm-hmm. They what? And, you know, unveiled they unveiled yeah, it. Yeah, they, they unveiled it there. Yeah. And uh, this car of course, is... you know, Mercedes decided to let the car do all the talking. Uh, <laughs> there were no booth games, yeah. no uh, 
Yeah, it's you know, just, just the they car. literally said it. We'll let the car do the talking, <laughs> and then they so pulled the wraps and motors. Um, yeah, the no gimmicks, no shows, no lights, just the SLS. Enough said. Exactly. That that that's what they did. Gimmicks. Not not really sparse of gimmicks. I mean, they had a they had a Gran Turismo Five booth, a driving yeah. simulator where you play the game with using sim- the SLS. They also uh, that 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 PlayStation Gran Turismo thing also used uh, 3D with from Sony I think. So actually, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get to play with it. So I was hoping Inigo would say something about it. No, I, I didn't get a chance to try it either. <laughs> yeah, everybody was lining up just to get a chance to play to play it. So yeah, but it's still everybody. Um, I was there until eight. Seven o'clock, seven thirty at night. People were still lining up for the SLS, trying to get photos of it. It was, it was one of, yeah, it was, uh, one of the show stoppers. Crowd drawer, yeah, yeah, definitely. I well, mean, you Adam know, just sitting there. Eighteen million pesos for that car. It, it should be. Um, <laughs> it's going to be one of the most expensive offerings here locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? It's a 6.2 liter V8. Goes from 0 to 100 in 3.8 seconds. Top speed of 317 kilometers per hour. And it's a 7 speed mm-hmm. uh, double clutch. Mm. So, wow. wow yeah, um, that, just to give people some like perspective, fun. that's. I think the only direct competitor would be the 911 Turbo or any of the GT variants like the GT2 or the GT3. But Aside from that, yeah, there's I little mean, to compete with that car. Well, it's easily a supercar. Um, I think another car along the same lines would be the LFA, although price-wise, it's probably four times more. From Lexus, um, yes. Yeah, I think this 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 SLS could go toe to toe with some Ferraris. Is the F- LFA going to be sold locally? <coughs> I I don't well, know. According to our friends at Lexus. Um, they will be bringing one in, maybe for display purposes. I'm not sure if it's going to be bought, oh, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So aside from that, any other notables from the Campy Motor Show? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Last two. Um, one is the Porsche. They they unleashed the uh, 2010 911 GT3 RS. So right. it goes up against uh, the Ferrari 458 um, Challenge. Audi so, also again, had the R. R8 V10. Yeah. Oh, the R8 yes. uh, V10 was there also. Yeah, yeah. Black, it was beautiful. Another one of those showstopper things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, definitely not the least, the most anticipated was the Ford Fiesta. So, again, now this is the car that... Oh, of well, course. Who can... People can afford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ford just displayed three Fiestas. You know, no other cars, no... No new Explorer. Uh, it was just three Fiestas in their booth. And um, mm-hmm. this car comes in six variants, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, you got a 1.4-liter one, um, five-speed manual. And the top of the line is a six-speed double clutch, 1.6-liter. That makes 120 horsepower. And, you know, they, they come I in a variety. Like the, the I, I yeah, personally like the hatch. I personally like the hatch yeah. models. Yeah, me too. Um, if ever I had enough money, I'd get the 1.6 power shift model, the hatch model. Yeah, and that's 120 horses from a 1.6. I mean, exactly. Usually we see this kind of power from two liters. 
So uh, uh, they've done some engine magic over there. And of course, the car comes with the um, uh, iPod. Ford's, yeah, Ford's Please. been hyping about uh, this car can talk to the driver. How does that work? Um, no, it's basically voice activated, um, if I'm correct. Um, it's a dumbed down version of the Ford Sync from the US. Um, okay. You still, um, I, you press a button, you say a command, and like change change the radio or go to preset to something. So this something. pertains basically to uh, the entertainment functions of the vehicle. Yes. So there's no take me home function when you've had too many beers, huh? Well, oh, um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. Uh, maybe in the future, but no. I think we're still a long way from that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, yeah, you have the uh, SLS, you have the R10s, the Porsches, but this one is also pretty exciting, especially for for the local market. Um, it's affordable. Oh, definitely, it's, I can't I can't wait to get this car back to back with the Mazda 2, which is also a fresh um, subcompact offering uh, in the local market, and you know mm-hmm. it would be nice to get these cars in a Comparo with the Jazz, the Swift, and the Yaris also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we, can, we also can't forget BMW. BMW was there, but I don't think they announced any cars. More of the engines, right? Or, were were uh, the new uh, no, 5 was, Series uh, and 7 Series on hand? Ah, uh, yes, they were. The, the 523i and then the... Yeah, the new 7 Series. Oh, that um, thing is a looker. I, I like the new 5 Series. I think um, uh, BMW adopted how the old car looked, and it's it's less bangle now, more more traditional <laughs> BMW, if you may. Yeah, in fact, the 5 Series they brought in there, um, it uh, it had some special treatments to the lights, some aftermarket accessories, so the, the taillights okay. had, a, had a clear effect on it. No. So it appeared white and then jeweled, and you know not the usual red that you see. They they put in some interesting aftermarket parts of the five series. It was really the center of the the exhibition. So uh, it's an interesting thing to see. I mean, since they didn't have anything new, um, despite the fact that you know Ryan Kayabyab was uh, playing <laughs> yeah. through their prison. So Hyundai had uh, Lea Salonga and Lisa Makuha. BMW had Ryan Kayabyab. Yeah, a touch of class there from BMW. Yeah. Um. Did we miss anything? How about Honda? Honda. What's the unicycle thing that they showed? That was interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the U3X. Yeah. Uh. It... No. No. Asimo like uh, the last motor shows. So this time they relied on the U3X. It's um. Uh, it's basically a, it's seg- basically a personal... unicycle Segway, isn't it? Yeah. They call it a personal mobility device, but it it is a unicycle Segway. <laughs> uh. How it works is it's a multi-directional wheel. So it's sort of a wheel within a wheel kind of thing. I mean, you have that 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 single large wheel, and then within that are several small oh, wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how it diagonally and so it uh, forward moves, and back. It doesn't left to right. You don't have to turn left or turn right. It just um swerves left right horizontally. It, it it moves diagonally basically. I mean, if you're facing forward, you you can move diagonally if you wanted to. You could move directly to the left or directly to the right. Okay. Wow. Basically, it, it doesn't confine your movement to the usual forward, back, left, right. Ah. 
and of course the whole okay. thing's only twenty kilograms. Um, yeah, it's a really light lightweight thing. You can you can carry it. So is it concept? They're not selling it or anything. It's yeah, like it's, it's still a concept now. Mm-hmm. Well, supposed to be that that U three X was supposed to fit inside the door of another concept car, and uh-huh. it recharges while the car is running. So you you bring that car, you park it, and then you take the U three X out, and then you know you go around the mall. That's the that's the idea behind it, basically. Well, well, while well, I was there, they were announcing that I I overheard someone say, "Why did why didn't Asimo ride the U three X instead?" I mean, I'd I'd <laughs> like to see I'd like to see that. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we'd all pay to see that. Um, double redundancy, I guess. You have Asimo trying to balance, and then the U three X trying to balance. Um, yeah, I think it's just a recipe <laughs> for chaos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so that's it. That that pretty much wraps up the pins. Wait. Um. Um. All right. Did we miss very very uh, good offerings from uh, the Campy Motor Show? How about um yeah, Suzuki? Yeah. Suzuki was also there, but they unveiled their new oh, yes. car the so, next day, so I didn't get to see. Yeah. It. By the time the, the press was um well, the press was out already. Yeah. Uh, the Kizashi the Kizashi Sports. Um. It's it's basically a a bigger sedan. So it's bigger than their SX4. Um, it's uh, still a compact. I th- it's more of a, a, a uh, an executive sedan. So um, I think it would go against the uh, the Camry, the Accord, as usual. But of course, you know, knowing Suzuki, they tend to make things a little smaller than usual. I mean, their compact offering, the SX4, is. Small. It's actually a subcompact uh-huh. yeah. in terms of size. So the Kizashi kind of straddles the lines between executive and compact sedan. Yeah, but I guess you have to expect that from Suzuki. I get, yeah, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. I mean, that they make small really cars. Trademark. Yeah, yeah it, it's really their trademark. Um, well, they call it a concept, but I know the car is going to be available soon, or it already is abroad. Some sparse details about it. But it's definitely going to uh, be, be sold here, is it? Uh, that's not is, too sure is, either. Is I think again, like the other brands, uh-huh. it's uh, it's here to to evaluate the visitors' reactions whether they will bring right. it for sure or not. Well, it's a very sporty looking car, isn't it? Did it come yeah, with yeah, a it's big nice. wheels, and a aggressive body kit? Yeah, it, it's are these twenty inch? It's hard to tell if they're twenty inch or eighteen, uh, eighteen inch wheels. Uh, basically, it's. I mean, the front looks a bit like a, a Swift that's been widened and stretched. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I mean, they got that distinct face. Right. Um, I dare say it, it looks a bit like a Volkswagen um, Passat. Um, but I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's some very mature and sporty styling. Uh, it's a very mature and subtle styling, rather. Um, not too sporty, but just, I mean, the kind of styling you'd expect from an executive sedan, of course. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's right. an attractive car. So, uh, um, again, nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, the Suzuki is we have anything right. else to discuss? So, um, I think Did we miss anything? At this point, we, we'd want to hear from uh, yeah, actual pretty- test drives. Ah, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. well, I've driven something lately, but it's it's not the usual, actually. Um <laughs> I've driven a motorcycle actually all the way to Vigan. This is right, courtesy so you're of... a rider now. <laughs> yeah. 
a little bit. It's courtesy of Suzuki. It's called their Suzuki yeah. Invasion Ride. Um, this is basically where they do a, a tour of well, one of their strongest markets um, besides Manila, which is Vigan. So it's it's actually Motorcycle City there. So yeah, it was a visit from Suzuki Motors to Vigan to visit their dealership um, to lure the crowd into the Suzuki lifestyle. And uh, what we drove up there was uh, two motorcycles. One was a uh, a Suzuki SkyDrive. It's basically a scooter. Uh, comes with a 125cc automatic CVT transmission. No shifting involved. And then the other was a uh, Suzuki Thunder. So this is a five-speed manual 125cc motorcycle. Um, it's uh, it's it's not an underbone. It's it's actually got a big tank in the middle. And um, of course, you shift with the the foot pegs. Um, you got the brake peg on the right, the right brake, and then the clutch. So yeah, it was a it was a long drive because as you can imagine, how long was we had ride? smaller bikes, so we, take, we had smaller bikes, so we couldn't take NLX. So um, it took us about I think fourteen to sixteen hours because uh, we had to wow. pass through all the towns that NLX skips over. So we went through um, even the towns where Doesn't you know the viaduct get is. Numb? The butt, yes, uh, it's incredibly <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's punishing on the scooter. Actually, not so bad on the on the on the Thunder, the bigger bike. But the scooter was wow. Oh my god. And then yeah, we passed through all the small towns. Uh, you know where the viaduct is. If you pass through the town, it's actually uh, <laughs> seven little bridges. But you know, it was fun. I mean, you realize, uh, you realize um, like a lot of the complaints we have against bikers. Um, they actually have the same complaints against motors, mo- uh, motor vehicles. Because I mean. You know, it's scary there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there, I mean, so I any, to, uh, to share about. Any scary experiences? Like, were there uh, close calls or? Yeah, you know, um, the worst part is really the Jeeps and the trucks when they stop suddenly. And of course, you can imagine in a bike, it's not as easy to stop because you have to brake. You have to balance the front and the back while balancing. So, uh, and downshifting, mind you. So, I know it, it, it's really a head rush, you know, when you're. When you're when you have to suddenly slow down, there's so many things to think about plus balancing. Um, but uh-huh. you know, no accident. Um, there were there were no uh, no fatalities actually. The whole ride, we had 120 oh, plus riders. Members. Yeah, all members of clubs. No no fatalities. No one was sent to the hospital. So you know, it was a really safe ride. Um, thanks to Suzuki for sending me. Um, you know, it, it's it's really an eye opener. And uh, right. well, we can move on. So four-wheeled uh, test drives. Um, uh, a car I got to try were actually two cars were unveiled in the PIMS, uh, which was the Sentra and the X-Trail. So the uh, the Sentra, it's um, it's the B16. Uh, basically, what happened was um, Nissan was selling the B B B13, B14, and then we skipped to um, an Asian domestic uh, Sentra. And now we're back to the global um, decode Nissans. So, I, well, okay. I guess I'm the best person to review this. I mean, I've had the, we have a, a B14 at home. Yes, and, um, Amigos has had an extensive experience with with the Sentra. Um, so, yeah. Uh, when it comes to this Sentra, of course, you were expecting two things, no? which is uh, a good ride, like the past Sentras, and um, strong aircon. So I'm happy to report that the new one has both. Um, it hasn't lost its its charm. You know, you got a great ride. You got a very powerful aircon. 
new for this car is a two-liter engine. In terms engine. of looks, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of yeah, looks, terms um, of, this new one is. You know, it's it's very yeah, American. Describe. It's uh, you know, it to me it, it looks like uh, the Cadillac CTS. You know that look? It's got the stacked headlights, the white uh-huh. grille. You've got the steep slant on the on the rear windshield. So it's a very American design. But you know the car is um you know it doesn't it doesn't drive like an American. I mean you'd expect floaty suspension, poor hand boat like handling, but um this car the ride was amazing despite the fact that you know it used a rear torsion beam. The rear is still dependent. Um and um you know the handling was pretty good. I mean the car would turn in well. There there was some good lock to lock there. Um good um good steering ratio. And of course the C V T paired with a two liter, um, it accelerates so quickly. I mean you know, there was no manual mode for the C V T unfortunately. But the C V T alone, the, it's called the Xtronic C V T, it uh it uh it gets to the power band pretty quickly. Uh, I mean you okay, can do those, those of, uh, overtaking maneuvers of sixty pretty In terms quick. of fit and finish, build quality, how does the Sentra compare with the old one? Is it a big step in in the right direction for them. Fit and finish and build quality, not so. I mean, the car came with fabric seats. There's only one variant. <coughs> it's a two-liter um, auto. Will they be offering yeah. um, better interior accommodations for the more upscale models, or? No, there, there's no upscale model. This is it. There's uh, there's oh, one variant. Oh, okay. So it's just one model. Yeah, it's just that. So. Um, how much no, are they offering um, it? It's the same price as uh, the other compact sedans. It's uh, 1.1 million, I think, um, with some change, of course. Well, so it's pretty expensive so, without leather seats and all the nice amenities, huh? Yeah, I have to say it's, you know, um, it's hard to justify. I mean, the car drives great. The ride is, you know, it's it's probably one of the best riding co- compact sedans out there. The Aircon is, you know, it's Nissan. You can't compare but it's just the fit and okay. finish. It, yeah, it just it stops short of all those those goodies you expect. I mean, it's just got the accessories accessory slot for for an iPod device, but the stereo is not that fancy. Um, yes. Okay. Well, um, all right. So, if you were to rate the car, what would you give it? One to ten. I think we lost the Niga there. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know. What do you think? If you if you were to choose uh, the compact car, would you would the well, Sentra be one of your options? Be, it would be hard pressed to compete with say the Lancer or the Subaru, even the Civic. Um, these cars give great value inside out, and um, from what we've heard. Um, about Inigo's test drive, seems that um, I think Nissan it's just kinda... the fit and finish that's the problem with this with the Sentra. I mean, he, Sentra. he he likes the drive. He like he likes how it performs. But for yeah, how much but 1. I was point one. Yeah, for for the price, I would have expected a better, um, you know, all around offering from Nissan because uh, the Sentra has kind of waned out in terms of local popularity and they got to give a solid effort to 
get back into the game, so to speak. Mm, yeah, I guess that's it for our first episode since we lost in ego. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. be sure to catch us in our next episode. We will be um, featuring more cars. Yes, and, reviews, um, hopefully. More reviews, definitely, and um, can't wait. So see you till next time, guys. This is uh, Road Rage Radio signing out.